0: morning's reading, Love Is, an affirmation by Nathaniel Hawker. Our hearts are a battlefield. Love is its mighty warrior. Our hearts are a blanket. Love is in every fiber of its stitch. Our hearts are a drum. Love sounds with every beat. Our hearts are a vast territory. Love surpasses every comfort that seeks to confine it. Our hearts are a vessel. Love is the treasure within it. Our hearts are a foundation. Love is the stronghold upon it. Our hearts are sacred. Love does not tolerate violence in its name. Our hearts are an opportunity. Love is ever risky. Our hearts are an ocean. Love dives deep. Our hearts are a force. Love reckons with all things evil. Our hearts are a universe. Love is its constant star. Our hearts are a court. Love challenges injustice with courage. Our hearts are an offering. Love is a constant blessing. Our hearts are a template. Love is its elegant pattern. As long as our hearts shall beat in this life, love will keep us steadfast on the journey. So, as I was saying, we do have a very special speaker today. Many of you know Nathaniel Hawker, who has been a UUCL member for three years. Nathaniel is a graduate of the University of Kentucky with degrees in architecture and is currently an aspirant to the UU Community Ministry. His homily today is entitled, Love, A Closer Look.
1: Thank you, Jack. Well, good morning church. It's a joy to be with you today in this capacity of worship leader, speaker and this communal hour with Valentine's Day just around the bend, how appropriate to be reminded of love once more. And while I could get into greater detail about Saint Valentine and Claudius, the Greek God of love, Cupid, the Hellenistic period of his flourishing, King Henry V's love letter to Catherine of Valois, I want to focus on love today. Like faith, it is both complex and certainly not easy. Amen. Putting it into action is a challenge in itself, difficult beyond all measure. And on the subject of time, the world we dwell in, in this moment, is often a world I do not recognize. The world is often a nature to me I cannot love. Though people of it, elements about it, compel me to love in spite of the turmoil within it. Specifically, I wanna look at the what, the why and how regarding love and why it is crucial that we as Unitarian Universalists love unconditionally in the express of our principles and action. So what is love exactly? Well, the, the English language has the big problem of having a singular word for love, love. It's commonly defined as a set of emotions and behaviors characterized by intimacy, passion, and commitment. It involves care, closeness, protectiveness, attraction, affection, and trust. Love can vary in intensity and can change over time. It is associated with a range of positive emotions, including happiness, excitement, life satisfaction, and euphoria. But it can also result in negative emotions, such as jealousy and stress. It can mean love for a lover, a spouse or partner, love for a child, love for a furry family member, love for friends, or love for all humanity. Or it could just simply mean love for pie, chocolate, or yogurt, which makes me hungry. (laughs) In my research this week, I found that Greeks had not one, but four different words for love. The first being eros, a sexual or romantic love. The second being philia, a devotional love. The third one is agape, a compassionate love for others. And the fourth, storge a natural affectionate love. With all of these definitions of love, it seems difficult to relegate it into a singular position of meaning as we practice it in so many different ways and apply it as we will. I believe we all agree in that it is the most important, most complex element of our human experience. Yet despite being one of the most studied behaviors it is still the least understood. In fact, researchers still debate whether or not love is a biological or cultural phenomenon. In many religious contexts, the Bible in particular, Jesus commanded that we as humanity, love thy neighbor as thyself. As in Buddhism, encourages independence through non-attachment. Non-attachment being the idea that in order to be fulfilled, and happy in life, a person cannot be attached to any one thing, because this thing can lead to suffering. That to love one another is to fully understand a person's suffering. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had this to say about love, in which he referred to as active love. In 1967, when speaking to clergy and laity concerned about the war in Vietnam, He said this, when I speak of love, I am not speaking of some sentimental and weak response. I am not speaking of that force, which is just emotional bosh. I am speaking of that force, which all of the great religions have seen as the supreme unifying principle of life. Love is somehow the key that unlocks the door, which leads to ultimate reality. This Hindu, Muslim, Christian, Buddhist belief about ultimate reality is beautifully summed up in the first epistle of St. John, which says this, let us love one another, for love is God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. In summation here, I think it's fair to say that Love is most likely influenced by both biological drives and cultural influences. While hormones and biology are are important aspects of it, the way we express and experience love is also influenced by our personal conceptions of love. The beauty about love is that it is often unseen yet felt. It is both cunning and unexpected. It is meaningless in terms yet is everything in the lives that we lead. Love itself is the stitch of every fiber that becomes the warmest covering. It is a mystery of our human experience. So why are we to love? Well, as humans, we look to love as the primary feeling, the ultimate practice. We also long to be loved and it's an ultimate reception. But here's the issue. We all seek to be loved with all of our flaws, all of our brokenness, all of who we are. We find it hard to love at times. The question of why we love is not discussed frequently. Yet today I seek to submit why it's important that we do. Because we are not deities, Jesus or Buddha, God or Zeus, we cannot really love all of humanity. Or can we? Why in the world would we love those we don't like, even like those we do not profess to love? Why do we love those within this very community whom we do not see regularly or barely know perhaps? Legendary Vietnamese Zen Buddhist monk, teacher and peace activist, Thich Nhat Hanh said this, When you love someone, you have to have trust and confidence. Love without trust is not yet love. Of course, first you have to have trust, respect, and confidence in yourself. Trust that you have a good and compassionate nature. You are part of the universe. You are made of stars. When you look at your loved one, you see that he is also made of stars and carries eternity inside. Looking in this way, we naturally feel reverence. True love cannot be without trust and respect for oneself and for the other person. He goes on to say this, To love without knowing how to love wounds the person we love. To know how to love someone, we have to understand them. To understand, we need to listen. When you love someone, you should have the capacity to bring relief and help them to suffer less. This is an art. If you don't understand the roots of his suffering, you can't help, just as a doctor can help heal your illness if she doesn't know the cause. You need to understand the cause of your loved one's suffering in order to help bring relief. The more you understand, the more you love. And the more you love, the more you understand. There are two sides of one reality. The mind of love and the mind of understanding are the same. So it seems to me that there is a common ground between understanding and love. That there develops a greater capacity within us to love as we understand someone more. As we learn more about others' experiences, we tend to discover their sufferings. This is typical of Buddhist practice, where a circle of people is formed, sitting and listening to one another without judgment or comment takes place. It is a tremendous experience of healing to give others our complete and undivided attention, to give others our deepest of listening, our deepest of silence in the moment, that they are sharing. It is within that very silence that conveys to that other human, we are holding their experiences deeply within our hearts. It is moments like these that cause a greater awareness within us that perhaps other people are not so different than you and I. They suffer, they mourn, they long, they struggle, they are afraid. And I most certainly can relate to each one of those feelings. The need for empathy is not a far-fetched idea or even theory. As human beings, it is not so much the nature of love that people struggle with. It is perhaps what it's designed to do. We create a love for another, for one another, places, objects, music. Love gives us the hope that we are never alone in this world. This brings me to my next and final question this morning. How are we to love? I can tell you from experience that love has never come easily to me, from me, or even been held high within me. I wrestle with my ability to show it in a way that both reads and is felt intentional. Learning to embrace all of my emotions and allowing myself to be fully transparent is, as an adult, a wide and tall barrier in every opportunity. In an ideal world, what I expected in my childhood would be a consistent ascension of warmth, embrace, and loving kindness. Yet for me, these were always moments, very few and far between. I was a very angry young boy full of resentment and dissent, while on a descent spiraling downward internally. I learned to settle within the chaos round about me, even anticipated problems forthcoming before they happened. Unbeknownst to me, I taught myself to be a hardened stone, a facade that was shiny on the exterior, crumbling from within. I was forced to allow that fragile boy to to become a crushed young man. And as I look back, that little boy grew up so quickly and without the exemplifications of empathy, compassion, even patience. How in the world would that little boy ever discover what love looked like? More importantly, how to love when all he knew was hurt? Resentment is oftentimes a critical element that arises both during and after harmful experiences. Grudge holding is most likely the result of such, which causes a great magnitude of stress and added weight on the human psyche. And after many, many years of holding grudges, I would eventually come to know what it was like to let go and let other people in, shake loose those harmful experiences of my past and dance within a future promise. A future where love could thrive. It's all too easy just to coast through these lived past experiences on the surface while putting off what's really going on underneath. I had to learn that if something continued cropping up and I was finding it hard to deal with, I didn't want to really. I had to deal with and finally talk about it. Why? Because acceptance is linked with communication. And love is linked with discovery. When I discovered that I could communicate my feelings, good or bad, I found it possible to forgive. And while I will never forget, I will always be grateful for the breakthrough. Forgiveness taught me that it too is a form of love, even for those that hurt me. Difficult to do, yes, but doable nonetheless. This reality we live in now calls us to find love for ourselves and then to love others. It's so important to love yourself that you might experience a positive light within you that allows you to shine that same love upon others. We extend our capacity to love and be loved by being willing to be vulnerable, being willing to forgive being willing to both apologize and accept an apology, being willing to listen and listen deeply to others, and finally living out our principles and the finest example of what love can be. I would hope that in this short amount of time, I have spoken to someone in a way that truly helps to revive the health you deserve. Love that is so worthy of life well-lived. The impact of love is so crucial to our well-being and quality of life. I know that love exists in the world, because I feel it even in the presence of this very body. The love we have for each other in this church, even for our siblings surrounding us and afar, is a love that only comes from an awesome and intense understanding that we are truly an interconnected web. We know that you don't even have to like a person to show love. Love is not necessarily a feeling or emotion. Love is action. And on that note, I know there is no digital substitute for a hug, a handshake or smile, but I want everyone in this digital setting to reach out and give yourself a big, 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 big hug. Because that is what love looks like. It's active, it's meaningful, and it starts with you. May love beat within you as love is upon you. Ashe.